Detroit's anti-police brutality movement has scored some significant legal wins. Recently, a federal judge tossed out a city lawsuit filed against the protesters. The decision comes as hundreds of criminal charges against demonstrators were dismissed. WDET's Eli Newman brings us this story about how the city's case against the movement fell apart. Throughout the summer of 2020, young marchers became the hallmark of Detroit's Black Lives Matter movement. And most of the time, out in front of them, was Nakia Wallace. Here she is addressing a crowd of hundreds atop the monument to Joe Lewis, the iconic black fist in Detroit's Hart Plaza. This, this is what violence, is what A lot has happened to Wallace since that first week of protesting. She helped co-found Detroit Will Breathe, a collective that's been the main hub for the city's defund the police movement. And she was arrested, a lot, charged with disorderly conduct and various traffic infractions stemming from the months-long street marches. Wallace says she's been targeted by law enforcement from the beginning. There just wasn't any evidence that we committed any crimes or that we did anything other than challenge the policies and practices of the Detroit Police Department. Wallace says that arrests themselves are illegal, too. So last August, she and Detroit Will Breathe went to federal court and sued the city, claiming the police violated their First Amendment rights. We intend to hold them accountable for the harm that they caused, and we intend to make it so that officers in the city of Detroit cannot operate with impunity. Lawsuits like this have shown up across the country since the killing of George Floyd. But Detroit is the only city to countersue the protesters. Here's Corporation Counsel Lawrence Garcia, Detroit's lead attorney, asking city council for funding to pursue the case earlier this year. Whether there's a counterclaim or not, my office has to defend the city in the federal court case that involves Detroit Will Breathe. Shortly thereafter, Detroit City Council approved a $200,000 contract to work with the law firm Clark Hill on the counter lawsuit. And so Nakia Wallace found herself on the defensive, sparring with the city in the legal arena over a slate of civil rights issues. We knew from the beginning that the counterclaim was nothing but the continuation of a political witch hunt. The cases have taken months to work their way through the criminal and civil court systems. On the criminal side of things, a local coalition of lawyers stepped in to offer free legal defense. Nancy A. Parker, a staff attorney with the Detroit Justice Center, is among them. She says the protesters did not break any laws. They were simply out there protesting for human rights, civil rights, dignity for Black people, and that is why they were arrested. Parker says the coalition has represented at least 279 people who were unlawfully arrested or ticketed during the protest. She says during their hearings, city prosecutors failed to provide specific video evidence or identify arresting officers. None of those 279 defendants were DPD officer able to say, I saw this person engaged in this unlawful act. Many protesters were detained en masse and booked together by a single officer. And those are details the Defense Coalition leaned into. They filed motions to dismiss their clients' cases, a near total of 400 criminal charges, based on the insufficient discovery. And that was the argument Judge Larry Williams in the 36th District Court heard before he tossed out dozens of charges. Here he is on January 14th. There's no way to, to make a case that you know the defendants could be proven beyond a reasonable doubt or responsible for the crimes in which they're charged with. There should be at least a record, whether there was a body cam or not, but we don't even know who the arresting officers were at this point. 
So I, I, you know, there's no point of going forward with any of these. After Williams' decision, other judges followed suit, and prosecutors did a 180. By the end of January, city attorneys announced they would dismiss hundreds of charges, citing the varying discretion exercised by officers when writing up citations. But Parker says that's a false narrative. They were embarrassed. They were put to shame because we revealed that they did not have any of this evidence. City attorneys would not return calls for an interview. But as they began dismissing charges for some protesters, the cases against certain fixtures of the movement, like Nakia Wallace, remained unchanged. John Royal is the president of the National Lawyers Guild in Detroit, which is part of the Defense Coalition. He says the prosecution was trying to intimidate the movement. And what we were told by representatives of the city law department is that those were cases they were not dismissing because they considered them to be leaders. Royal says many of the remaining charges were against individuals also listed as plaintiffs in the federal federal civil rights lawsuit against DPD and the city. That's where the facts of the criminal courts intersect with the civil litigation. Julie Hurwitz is one of the attorneys representing Detroit Will Breathe in federal court. She says Detroit's countersuit references those pending charges. They attempted to use the simple fact that they arrested our clients as the basis for claiming that they should be allowed to sue them for conspiring to engage in violent behavior. Hurwitz says the city and its team of attorneys did not provide sufficient facts to support their counterclaim, which alleged the protest group had engaged in a civil conspiracy. They failed to identify any acts committed by either Detroit Will Breathe or any of the individual plaintiffs that could even remotely support a claim for civil conspiracy under the law. The federal courts agreed with that point, striking down Detroit's counter-lawsuit permanently. In her opinion, Judge Lori Michelson wrote the city failed to establish the essential elements of their allegations. The ruling was a win for the protest movement. Outside of the federal court, Nakia Wallace's criminal charges were dismissed by a judge. Only a handful of charges stemming from the summer's protests remain. But Wallace says the latest legal victories should not detract from the broader fight. This is a coordinated effort between law enforcement and city governments to make us pay being leaders in the largest social movement in the history of the United States. Detroit and its team of lawyers are making one last attempt to reverse the federal judge's decision. They have filed a motion for reconsideration, saying the court ignored the city's underlying complaint that protesters committed assault and battery against police officers. The words assault and battery are absent from Detroit's original 65-page counterclaim. As the litigation moves forward, attorneys for Detroit Will Breathe are asking the city for specific evidence. But based on recent experience, many are skeptical that Detroit's law department will deliver. I'm Eli Newman, WDET News.